Alright, hey there anime fans, this is Amazing Bean coming to you again with another roundtable, and today I'm joined with Mr. Of course, you, you, you've been joined by the hostess with the mostest, the most powerful gamer in the world, me, He-Man 493. I am so happy to be back, so happy to be in a new year, 2021, and by God, 2020 was crap. Um, <laughs> my Jesus well, Christ. It did, it did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we thought I was, I was constantly, I was, I, I was constantly saying like, you know, even though I know everybody's saying that on social media, but I'm kind of like, you know, when January first rolls around, we're still gonna have like the same problems we're gonna work through. So just because the New Year comes doesn't mean all that stuff disappears. Anyway, that's that's that was kind of my thought when I was seeing everybody like, this year sucks. Anyway. No, no, yeah. the, the the pain continues. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's not done, so I don't know why everybody's celebrating. But anyway, that's just, I guess, sorry, I'm not trying to be a cynic. Nay. Um, so yeah, today um, we're actually going to start off the new year with a little bit of fun. We're just going to talk a little bit about some funny topics that um, we've always kind of like wondered about or kind of thought about um, with anime. And um, today we wanted to kind of touch on um, like funny fetishes in Japanese culture that inspire anime and the thing is like we know that this is like a huge huge topic i mean you can people people probably know about certain certain things in anime that i would say like um would make anime very interesting very funny very weird very you know people may, may not want to watch it because they see something like this anything like that you know we're going to kind of touch upon a few topics and um yeah we'll just kind of kind of shoot our opinion out about certain topics so is that good with you, He-Man? Absolutely, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. So um, I I'll go on and go first. Um, basically, I I think the first fetish that everybody kind of talks about, even people that don't watch anime, might be the fact that you know, like, or, or you you might have seen like something like Dragon Ball Z is a huge fascination with like panties and basically like people taking pictures of people with panties and. And how this is actually like a, actually a big problem in Japan, but the funny thing is, it's it's been featured in anime like it's just kind of like a whatever kind of thing, you know. Everybody remembers watching Master Roshi on um, on Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, and he was always laying around. You know, they didn't want to say that in the cartoon, but you know, he was watch he was reading porno pornographic magazines and constantly trying to um, you know pick up younger women that obviously were not interested in. And um, this has actually been like a trope that we've seen many, 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 many times in anime. Just like a dirty old man trying to, you know, get a snapshot of a woman in her panties or her undergarments and things like that. There's some, let me, let me ask you this. Are there any standout moments in anime that you've seen this actually happen before? Like, you know, obviously mine was kind of like with Bulma in Dragon Ball Z. He was constantly trying to like see her in her panties and stuff. And they use that as kind of like a, she, she used that as like a trope to kind of further along the story sometimes. So what about you? Um, well, I mean, we see it a lot in anime, but um, mostly I've seen it in a lot of harems, specifically ones who are mm -hmm. male-related. Um, uh, obviously, drag, um, high school DxD, uh, the main character Issei. Though I love Issei, I, I love um, high school DxD. Issei does some things that even I think are questionable. Um, for example, hiding in a hiding in a um, girl's locker. To look at girls take their clothes off no that's absolutely wrong <laughs> of 
course. Uh, I I was I'm one. I'm way too big for that. And two, no. <laughs> um, it, it's just I think it's more of appealing toward the Japanese culture. Remember, these guys work. Like we, you think you have a bad work day. They don't stop working. They just they work. They get up. They go to they they work. They go to sleep. They wake up. They go back to work. That's it. That's all they do. Well, do you ever think that it's kind of also a sign of like the gender? How can I say like gender relationships? I guess because a lot of people are saying like I think a lot of people in the West in general will look at that and be like, oh, you know, they're kind of objectifying women. You never see the men doing that. And obviously, like in real life, I remember somebody was saying. <laughs> so I had a friend back in college, and he was basically like, "Oh, I walked in on a Japanese girl, and she obviously didn't have like that whole anime reaction, like, oh, pervert, hentai, and try and slap you, but get the fuck out of here, you know." And also, when I was um, staying with a bunch of Japanese people, I locked room in the bathroom, excuse me, and she accidentally walked in on me. She was like, "Oh shit!" And then she ran out, you know, because she, uh, the funny thing is she didn't speak too much English. She couldn't see read the signs. But the thing is, like, you know. Obviously, people don't have the same kinds of reactions that they would in anime. So, I mean, can you necessarily say it's a part of the culture, or do you think it's sort of a um, a a reflection of the um, gender relationships in Japan? Well, I think what we can always understand is that anime is going to exaggerate anything that's real. So, if you look at the sundere, you know, a girl who is hot and cold, there are no really girls that do that. Um, they may, there may be some girls that are a bit bratty, but they don't do that type of thing. Where one moment they're ready to punch you in the gut, and the next moment they're like, "Oh, kiss me!" Like, no, that doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, you know, I know it, it seems that, oh well, they're objectifying women. It's a cartoon. Well, no, it's a, it's an anime. That's it. It's fictional. It doesn't it doesn't exist. There are real life. There are certain real-life aspects towards anime. Don't get me wrong. There are the characters or the gods or the warriors that are in the story can have a real-life connection. You know, whether it's something that they, uh, a civilization has worshipped over time in history or a warrior that's actually had some significance in that country or nation's um, development, it can be. Uh, for example, Ishtar from... Um, from Damachi is actual an actual god. She was worshipped in, um, in in um, in Hindu uh, religions. But um, if you look at just human behavior, most people nowadays know people aren't really going into a bathroom to look at girls do that. Most of the time, if the well, I mean, the thing about that is like um, there are plenty of like like spy cams and like things like that that people will like obviously do that. that that's obviously illegal but people have done that in many other places you know including the west and the east people will like go into like locker rooms and like film people or, or have like a secret camera or something so i mean people have done things like that before like oh for example just another just tying in another social problem in japan is the fact that a lot of people um a lot of men excuse me will take pictures up a girl's skirt on a subway train a crowded train and you know I've, I've heard that the reason why a lot of phones you know when you take a picture and it makes that clicking sound the whole reason they have that on there especially in Asia um, is because they want people to notify that oh somebody's taking a picture and I, I think in a lot of Asian um, like phones you can't actually turn that feature off because it's such a huge problem over there with people and you know 
if you've ever visited Japan, you would see that the women have their own separate train at the end of the subway that, you know, they don't want other people, other men, obviously, on there with them. They feel more safe behind their own gender. I don't know. I, I, I just kind of wonder if that's one of those fetishes that, you know, like I said, it's obviously there are people who are, a lot of people in Japan who are not a fan of it, but, you know, it's such a huge prevalent occurrence in anime that it's kind of like, how did this kind of like spiral? How did... How, it's frowned upon, but it also became normalized in another meal. Yeah. Well, if you look at Japan in general, it's still kind. It's very diverse, but at the same token, there are um, mostly. Again, you have a. What do you think is going to happen when you have men who are only just they're just working all the time, or they're at home watching anime all the time? Not saying that that is what all Japanese men do, but majority of the time, it's we always see Japanese men always working. Always working on their career and there's been a lot of stories of relationship of japan having a lot of problems in that in that field of relationships where women can't find them and even so much as to say that japanese women are looking at nigerian men as or black men um, from america or white men from america in general to try to fill into that emotional hole that these articles and studies have claimed that Japanese men have not fulfilled because of their careers. So when you look at that, you you understand that you don't have time to really care about an emotion. You're more of a man in that type of world. You're only looking for convenience. You're looking for a girl who's going to be good for the night or a girl, if you're going to marry her, she's going to be wanting to be a housewife of some sort. Now that doesn't mean that all Japanese men want that, but looking at the culture let's not look at just the person it's easy to judge them but what's influencing their behavior what is making them act in this manner is there a sense of misogyny in that culture it could be and from many examples it probably is but if you're a guy and you don't have people telling you hey girls don't like this because you're so busy working you know and you don't and you're and you're tired all the time that you're just like dude i just want to get laid now, yeah, but that still doesn't like it's an excuse though. Right. Just because I mean, you should you should always understand how people are gonna feel when you do any kind of action against them. You know, even someone that's like you know socially withdrawn. I feel like that should be just. I mean, you you have your mom. How would I mean as gross as it sounds? How would your mom react if you just walked in on her while she's in the bathroom? Well, you know? she wouldn't just say like, well, whatever. Yeah, you, you know, know, I'm not. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Some privacy, you know. Right. I'm not advocating and saying that that's there should be no excuse. Absolutely, you are correct. You know, any man, woman, non-binary person, um, any type of person who has, who is, who is trying to take care of their business, should not have to be subjected to sexual harassment of any kind. And I'm not condoning it. I'm not trying to excuse it. Say, oh, guys, just give them a chance. They they don't know any better. No, it's about the fact that the culture. You know, it starts with the culture, and it starts with how do we change this so that this doesn't happen again because it's easy to say let's change the people but as much as we see this in the united states how did we change racism how did we change sexism we started the conversation by changing the culture and telling people that they don't have to follow these guidelines that have been laid out by very unfortunately ill-informed people so it will take some time i hope it doesn't take too long but I think well, I think it's I think at this point it's been about almost 50 years because that was we've seen these things like this in anime for like 
Well, I mean, yeah, and I think it also could be that maybe this could be a bit towards the manga kais. I mean, the manga kais may have some sexual oppression in their bodies as well. Because we did do a story, um, one of our past podcasts about someone that one of them, um, the manga artists, they um, had to get, they got fired because they were, weren't they uh, following an underage person and trying to solicit sex from them? Yeah. And I think that all things act age, I think. Right. So you you have to look at you know, and also in the like I said in the manga industry, just like in the video game industry, there is crunch time. There is no time to be finding true love. You have to get this chapter out. If you want to ha- keep your job, you'll do as we tell you to, and you'll get this chapter out right away. We want to make money. We do not give a crap about your love life or what you want or uh, how you feel. They just yeah, that's, that's all jobs. Yeah, that's all jobs. And, and, and even the job that I work for, you know, the United States Postal Service, they don't care. They only care about getting the job done. And that's not a bad thing. That's them. Well, well <laughs> that's I debatable mean, too. We're talking about capitalism and everything. Sorry, go ahead. I understand your point. Go yeah, ahead. but I mean, if we're looking at it from a business standpoint, we can get to the moral discussion all we want. But from a business, if you're running a business, if you if you try to fix everybody's problems, you're going to run out of money. You're going to run out of time. Your, your, your business is not going to work. So that's why you see a lot of cold. It, it may be cold, but in the business world, that's how it works. And unfortunately, that's how it works. I, I don't agree with it. I think it should be changed. But again, they can't sit there and, and, and coddle you or they can't sit there and try to try to save you from your own issues. They have they have a company to worry about. So again, there are there's no excuse for the, the sexual harassment whatsoever. There's no excuse for men taking pictures of women um, skirts. Don't understand that, but at the same token, we have to look at the structure. We have to look at the uh, the community. We have to look at the society as a whole. What standards is this society implementing, and what uh, are they allowing? What are they demonizing? If they're not, you know, the fact that they know that it's happening because of the fact that they took the picture off of the phones, so that people and women can know that they're getting uh, their picture taken. You know, it seems that they're acknowledging the problem. It's just that they're maybe not doing as much as they should to fix the problem. They're just doing the bare minimum. So, or if they even still see it as a problem, because the thing is, I feel like something like that—a feature on that, a feature on a phone like that—it's almost like a half step because they're they're kind of they're still kind of leaving it into the hands of the consumers a little. I, I feel like my kind of expanding my mind, like you know, there's so much facial recognition and like body recognition uh, technology that's kind of flourishing in Asia right now and the fact that they can't kind of like oh this is a picture of someone's butt or panties or something and the phone can like cut off or something you know I think that would be like a bigger step in that direction to kind of like stopping the problem but at the same time I feel like a lot of people I feel like for example going back to like the whole female train part you know on the subway um, I feel like that's kind of just a very quick kind of band-aid to the problem and not a solution I don't know. It's 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 like I, I think I, I agree with you what you're saying. I think it's definitely something that needs to change with the culture. But at the same time, you know, we have to look at Japanese culture in general. How how um, how responsive are people in Japan to change? 
and from my knowledge, they're actually quite conservative. So right. I feel like things like this are still not going to move very quickly. Like I said, it's been going on for decades and there's no sign. Turn on any, you know, a random anime, there's going to be like a girl with Gynex boobs. And we don't have to talk about that today. That's a whole other topic, you know, that's the floppy, floppy boobs and stuff. But, you know, it's um, it's just very common still. And I don't, I don't see anyone actually making a real kind of push for it because I think uh, just one more thing, like, for example, in a lot of American comics, you know, there was a huge backlash a few years ago about women, you know, why are women always given the skimpy clothes and men's are like, men are fully dressed. You know, I mean, I, I don't mind watching men or women in skimpy clothes. I think that's part of the fun, but at the same time, you know, a lot of people will say like, oh, it's only the female that gets objectified. And nowadays they've tried to, you know, kind of wreck. Well, I mean, well, I mean, in the in the land of business, sex sells, and if you want to sell your comic, you're going to put attractive people on there because majority of the time, in 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 this is a very misogynistic type of business view, but it, 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 it mostly men they believe that mostly men buy comics. They didn't think that girls did, and that's uh, that's based upon a culture that was dealt with Nintendo and how they separated video games and comic books into blue for boys and pink for girls so you know when back in the 90s when you would watch Polly Pocket or when you would watch uh, Easy Bake Oven or Barbie commercials boys wouldn't care about that because of the fact it wasn't cool it we would care about comics and hot babes and, and, and you know driving monster trucks and being the hero girls would mostly care about pretty dresses and trying to go cute and trying to be proper and all that type of stuff or be edgy depending on the girl that you that grew up in the in that time mm-hmm. well i'll go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap that topic up right now and we can talk a little bit we, like i said we'll talk about many more topics about this but um, i just wanted to finish off with ironically you're talking about you know um, targeting boys and girls and what's you know targeted towards them. Just a little fun fact about Pokemon is that you know that the original mascot for Pokemon was going to be Clefairy, you know the little pink thing from outer space. But the thing is, they actually said that um, before they launched Pokemon, they said that's going to be too appealing to girls, like you're saying, you know the whole blue and pink um, kind of things advertising boys and girls. So what they did is they actually created an extra Pokemon at the very end, saying, hey, let's make one that's gender neutral. Something that's cute for girls to cuddle with, but also something that boys think is kind of cool because it can shoot lightning bolts. And guess who was created? Mr. Pikachu. So, you know, that was... Mm-hmm. I was going to say that was just... I think that was kind of like a little, a little bit of an ingenious kind of way of, you know, reaching a mass audience and still kind of hitting off those checkpoints of what girls find, you know, interesting, what boys find interesting. And I think there needs to be more kind of... Um, I think more kinds of ideas like that you know entering into consumer minds that's just my opinion yeah well yeah i think that's absolutely awesome and now i really really am going to like uh you know i like the fact that pikachu is a a gender neutral um a gender neutral uh (laughs) pokemon and even though in the game they kind of make it female and male. Oh, yeah, that's, that was, yeah but, that's, that's a different you topic, know, though. That, that's another topic that we're not going to get into right now. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that that's important. And, and, and nobody batting an eye about it. Nobody ever saying, well, Pikachu is, is not 
why is it not a girl? Like, no one cares. Yeah. Like, it's Pikachu, yeah. for Christ's sake. You know, so I think it's more of where you have businesses trying to capitalize on an old, tired, misogynistic viewpoint about what anime should be. And it should be only hot babes because guys who read this stuff, they believe, they believe that, you know, a lot of, a lot of you guys who are listening and us are not very good with women. So they think that, oh, well, we'll just give them something that they might think is cool and they'll read our stuff and they'll, and they'll fantasize about being with these women because anime itself is about taking you out of the real world and putting you into a different world. It's about yeah, that's, living that but fantasy. That's another topic because I want, we can also explore like the in Japan, you know, some of the things that are marketed to women. Does it actually hit the points that women actually find in men or, you know, because we haven't gotten to like herbivore man and all of that. Well, in the topic right there, we. But um, I also wanted to end the episode um, just chatting about some of the things that we're going to be doing in this upcoming year, some different projects that we're going to have. Um, did you want to go first, He-Man? Uh, yeah, sure. So we are currently working on um, the script for our own official manga. Um, it will be uh, will be out very soon, so stay tuned for that. It'll give us some time to get everything correct, as you know, we want to give you the best manga possible. Also, I am currently involved in the fighting game community. I will be competing in Frosty Falsting's inline fighting tournament, 13 January 29th to the 31st, 2021. And um, some of the games will be included uh, Marvel Ultimate versus Capcom 3, uh, Third Strike, uh, uh, Street Fighter, uh, Guilty Gear, both Guilty Gears, uh, uh, Blaze Blue Cross uh, Tag Battle, Soul Caliber. Is Power Rangers going to be? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Power Rangers Battle for the Grids there too. Um, so I will be competing in the Fantasy Strike um, tournament. Um, it's a game that I've been um, very much enjoying and been a part of for a good long time now. Um, and I'm really active in the um, community. They have a Discord. So I encourage you guys to pick up the game. It's free on PlayStation and on Nintendo Switch. It's a great fighting game for those of you who are kind of skeptical of fighting games. You know, you look at, you know, the Mortal Kombats and the Injustices and the Street Fighters, and there's so many combinations and so many combos, and you're just so overwhelmed. Well, in Fantasy Strike, you don't have to crouch. There's no crouching. That's it. You don't have to push the down button. Um, well, you gotta do, but no crouching um you can you can learn combos easily um i mean even even um i encourage amazing bean to even download it himself it's even on the um on the pc as well so um hopefully one day me and you will run into each other rank now of course you know uh, i might body you but again yeah yeah but um you know if you guys we ever run into each other please give it a shout out and say hi and (laughs) <laughs> prepare to lose but um uh, but yeah i hope i will definitely put the link of the live stream and and i'll get put it in the description so you guys can follow um i hope you guys can you know watch and see how far i go in this tournament let's hopefully we can win it <laughs> all right so i guess it's my turn um i basically want to talk about um sort of a pub uh, a unconventional publishing project that i have Basically, um, I kind of see myself as a content creator, and a, um, I love telling stories that have been inspired by anime, 
um, or different science fiction genres, like subgenres, you know, like cyberpunk or Afrofuturism, things like that. And um, I've actually just re recently released uh, my first ebook that I'm trying to sell. My, my project is called Cyber Dragon Publishing. And you can look it up on Facebook if you want to text more about it. I have um, a free ebook, um, The Children of Itakuria, that I've just posted out and gotten out there. It's a short story. And basically, I'm going to try and um, put out a couple of short stories um, probably every like two or three weeks. Um, if you guys want to look, check that out and become fans of that, that would be pretty cool. Just to help kind of support that. And um, I also have a few other projects under Cyber Dragon Publishing. Or basically, I'm trying to use different mediums to tell my stories. And um, I really look forward in the new year to kind of um, expanding on that and just um, just doing what I have passion for. So, um, like I said, again, it's Cyber Dragon Publishing. If you want to check it out, just look it up on Facebook and uh, we'll be expanding in the future. So I think that's about it that we have for updates about what we're doing. And um, I guess this brings the roundtable to an end. Did you have any final thoughts, Man? My final thought is don't accept wooden coins, everyone. Don't okay. accept them. They're very dangerous. Um, just be safe out there. Make sure you're practicing social distancing. Just because we're in 2021 does not mean everything stops. You know, continue to wear your masks. Continue to wash your hands. And if you have symptoms of any kind, make sure that you contact someone. Um, make sure you get yourself in a hospital or quarantine yourself. Uh, we want everyone to be able to make it out of this pandemic alive i know there's a vaccine i know there's a little bit of hope but let's continue on being um socially um, aware and again um if you have a chance to get the vaccine i know for us postal employees we do um, we're getting our chance getting in soon so i'll be taking the vaccine myself take it i know it's skeptical i know it's really really done really really fast and you have a lot of questions about it but right now the best thing we can do is just take it and see and what you'll happens be helping others too by taking the vaccine too absolutely all right <clears throat> so we're going to go ahead and end it right there and um like i said i i um double ditto everything he just said and i hope you guys stay safe and we will see you guys next time on animonga nation i'll see you later bye see you guys next time